What's going on, y'all? Welcome into episode one of my podcast. I'm Ronnie Moore, and you know, we don't have a name for the podcast yet because I got tired of wanting to do a podcast and I transitioned over to doing a podcast. So wanted to take episode one, and for those who for those who are probably listening, you probably know me from social media or you're a friend of mine personally before that or family or somehow you have stumbled upon this podcast. But if you have, going to give you a little bit of background about me in episode one, probably break down a couple barriers and make it a little more relatable for those who, who may not know me and you get to know me throughout this because I'm a pretty transparent person. So I'm going to be able to keep some thoughts open and, um, you know, some of them will be filtered for sure, but I love just airing ideas, airing thoughts. I love hearing the way people think. And one of my favorite types of video and also types of audio are those moments when you have a round table with a couple other people and you get to have those debates, whether it's about fishing or basketball or uh, other topics in life. Having that round table, a couple different backgrounds and trains of thought always provide awesome conversations. So I can't wait to get into that into further episodes and whatnot and have have some friends and some coworkers and some people in the industry and and just people in my life uh, that that are there for different reasons uh, to be able to go through in depth on some of those conversations. So like I said, this is episode one of the unnamed podcast. I don't have a name for it yet, which is good. Um, figured it was just time to do it instead of wanting to do it. It's always the hardest thing to go from wanting to do something to actually putting in the work and doing it. And for me, one of the characteristics of my life has been a doer and not a talker. Uh, It's super easy in life to be a talker and to say you have these big dreams and to say you have these big ideas and these big plans. But like we know, a lot of people had the idea for Facebook. One person executed on it. A lot of people had the idea for Microsoft. One person executed on it. So I'm going to continue to stick with my motto of my life and do this podcast, even if I don't have the best equipment, technology, whatever. This is going to be a good podcast. So like I said, my name is Ronnie Moore. I'm 26 years old. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas and uh, newly moved there. I'd say newly because I've lived here for less than three years and being 26, you know, that's just a small percentage of my life. But I work in the fishing industry with Bassmaster and JM Associates. That's what my gig is. And I don't really know what my job title would be, but I'm basically a digital content creator. Anything that I do is kind of on the internet uh, in some capacity, some form, whether it's photos I've shot, stories I've written, videos I've edited, or commentary that I've engaged in. So anything bass fishing related, that's that's my gig. That's what I do. So that is my nine to five. But behind that, that's really been my passion. That's the a sport that I've loved. And um, it's a sport that I have fallen into um, as a career. And I'm super blessed to do that. And so that's a part of that's a big part of my story. Um, as being just 26, already being in my dream dream career, and in year six of that, it blows me away to be able to do what I love and to make money doing it, and to have a good time doing it. Um, and then when I'm in my free time doing a sport or a, a passion or a hobby like fishing, 
uh, to be able to do that. And it's, and it's helping me learn my craft. It's helping me learn more about the sport that I cover on a weekly basis for my career. But then also I find satisfaction in, in competing out on the water and then also learning every single day, whether it's fun fishing or videos or studying a map of a lake, whatever it is. I just love that sport. There's so many variables uh, it's very hard to duplicate days. So when you see the best anglers in the world do that, it always brings a new respect to it. It takes the luck out of it. Don't necessarily believe in luck. I always believe that preparation um, and hard work and preparation and then the opportunity arises and you're right there in the right time at the right place with the right amount of preparedness. And that's when lucky things happen. So Fishing's a sport where you could chalk a lot of it up to luck, but then when you see the same guys catching them over and over or some names, you know, rise up and have a great couple year streak, you know that they've uh, put in their time and I'm not going to chalk up their craft to luck. So that's what I do. I work in the bass fishing industry with Bassmaster and JM Associates and JM is the production arm of Bassmaster. That's where all the video, most, most all the video content is created there and then TV it's where our Bassmaster live show. That's where I got my somewhat of a start commentary was with that. And really getting down to it. I mean, I I grew up in North Carolina. I was born in born in Central Florida and lived there for just the first five years of my life. So wasn't really, you know, Florida's always gonna be ingrained in my life because it's where I spend the time. But also that's where my parents parents spent a lot of time in their life. Uh, my mom was born and raised there. My dad moved there when he was 18. And so that's where they met and that's where I was born. But Florida's a, a fishing state. It's where my dad, uh, he fell in love with fishing in Maryland, but that's really where he fell in love with fishing was uh, Florida got to pursue that 12 months out of the year instead of just a, a couple months in Maryland. So that's where I was born. And uh, when I was about five or so, we moved to North Carolina and that is where spent 18 years of my life from basically from the age of five until 23. That's where I lived. And, uh, I would call if someone had to say, you know, where were you, where were you born and raised? Wasn't born there, but definitely raised in North Carolina. And now I'm living in Arkansas. So that's how I got to where we are now. But when it comes to the, to the aspect of my career, I mean, that started, that started back in high school. I've been a sports nut my whole life. I love basketball. I played it in high school some. I love all sports. I used to keep spiral notebooks of baseball, football, NASCAR, basketball, all kinds of different stats and whatnot in spiral notebooks. And I think that's why I'm in love with the numbers and trends and different things in bass fishing now. Some of the people call me stat man and whatnot because it's just like there there is an art to each sport and within that art there are certain numbers that uh, show patterns and trends and whatnot so I like to to break those down and, and check that out so fishing's part of my life but it all started media wise in high school had uh, one of those classes that you take that's going to be fun hey what's one of those co- computer classes that you can kind of goof around in maybe and you know surf the web and play some games and maybe edit some video. And that was a digital media class. I mean, that's what, that's what, uh, you know, we get that hands-on training with some video equipment, with some editing. And then you got, you know, you have a computer at your access. And back in, 
Back in my time in high school, I sound like that's a long time ago, but even in the 2009, 2010, 2011, not everybody had computers. So, you know, that's a, it wasn't a widely known thing. So to have access one as a younger kid, uh, to be honest, I don't even remember Wi-Fi back in those days. I remember having to always be hardwired in at home and whatnot if I wanted to do it. So having a computer was big time crucial to me enjoying that class and uh, really learning a lot. So that's kind of where it all started, uh, Davie County High School in North Carolina and Miss Page's digital media class. Within that digital media class, we got the opportunity to work with a news station, you know, probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes away. They didn't want to send a microwave truck, so got to do uh, some high school football videography to try to get our footage on the Friday night football news broadcast. That's kind of a big deal, especially in small towns. Everybody loves Friday night football. And so to get the opportunity to shoot for my high school and maybe get on the news was a really cool thing. And, and our school got picked. And within our class, uh, you know, Miss Miss Page, my teacher, was able to select me for it. And then I went there. We, we were off and running. I got a, a camera from our department and started shooting Friday night football that was super fun. Was able to hit some milestones. Got my first. I was on TV. You know what you shot. What I shot was on TV. But also, they pulled me on TV one one Friday night when we weren't having a game. I got to go up there and we got to be on set and I got to get interviewed about what it was like to be a high school hotshot. That's what the program was called. So that was super cool. It was a super. It was a first step into this uh, into the industry of you know sports videography and things like that so I took that passion I think my junior and senior year junior year was the first year we started doing that program and we were in the first class of it and then I got to do it my last year as well so that was super awesome then I got to college and I just got a couple different media jobs I I was working with the school newspaper at East Carolina and uh, you know in the sports section and then I worked with the video department for athletics at East Carolina and so I was kind of double dipping. I got to, if I was at a sporting event, I could video it, you know, for the, for the athletics. And then I could also write the story about that game later. So I got to do both things and I learned a lot, got to travel and got to really see uh, the inside college athletics. That was really fun. And that led me to, uh, college obviously led me to college fishing, but that those jobs ended up segueing into my job with Bassmaster perfectly, uh, and, and there's some character traits and things that you learn in college jobs that you uh, need to just put into work in the real world. Stuff you can't learn in a book, you know, that you could do hands-on training and learn that was super valuable. So in college, though, I got to fish and I uh, fished for East Carolina. had a had a good three years of it. I didn't fish my freshman year. I just worked those two jobs and saved as much money as I could. And I ended up traveling quite a bit my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And uh, I did that. Was able to use some of the money I saved and was able to keep that. And then I also kept the income flowing with those jobs as well, which was key to fishing. But Within fishing, I met a lot of good people, especially with the tournament organizations, all the, all three college tournament organizations we fished with. And one day, somebody from Bassmaster gave me a call and uh, offered me an opportunity to maybe work with them. And all I had to do was go through, you know, an interview or something and send in a resume. And I did all of that stuff, and it was uh, it was fantastic. And I ended up getting a job to be able to work with Bassmaster. And that's kind of how I. That's not kind of how. That's definitely how I got my foot in the door. And that was only my junior year. 
I mean, it was the spring semester of my junior year that I that I got the opportunity to work with Bassmaster, which is super crazy uh, that I could, you know, have that opportunity at such a young age uh, and just try to learn and grow with them uh, from a 20-year-old, you know, age level to be able to turn that into a career now has been cool. But yeah, that's where I started. Junior year of, uh, of college, I was able to get a job with Bassmaster and I started working, you know, 10, 11 weeks a year. Uh, that first year I covered all the elite events and the classic. That was my first week of work was the Bassmaster classic. So that's pretty crazy of an atmosphere to start, but that was how I got my start with Bassmaster. And from there, it just kind of went on and got bigger and bigger. The first year it was 11 or 12 weeks with, you know, the classic nine elite series events, AOI championship, things like that. And then I think I covered one open at the end of the year. And then the next year it was like 16 or 17 events. And, you know, I graduated in, in May of that next year, my second year working with Bass and went from just being the Bass Track guy to doing Bass Track and taking some photos with a GoPro. And then I started, then I bought a, a big boy camera that second year and started working in some other photos with that and working up as many galleries as I could here and there and doing fantasy fishing stories and whatnot. Then the third year, it was all about going out on the water. I would do bash track and I'd get that all set up. And then I'd go out on the water and cover the tournament through photo galleries and whatnot. And that was super, super awesome uh, to experience all those different moments. I'll never forget some of those tournaments he covered out on the water uh, that that were just like big time moments. I mean, I believe, I believe it was 2016 was my last year working on the water. Yes. 2016 was my year, my final year of being a freelancer with Bassmaster and was able to cover like the amazing whopper plopper blowups at Toledo Bend with Chris Lane and covering some of the Great Lakes events and St. Lawrence River riding around with James Overstreet the year before. Like there's, I'll never forget those moments. And I was really able to transition all kinds of crafts. I had done video in high school and in college. Then I got to then I got to my job and, and it was basically still photography and writing. So I was able to translate my sports editor position and my you know story writing ability to write some of that with Bassmaster. And then photos, that was a learning step, but I started learning how to take photos and crop them and color them and settings and learning from some of the best photographers in the game. Just right there at my fingertips was awesome. You know, and then got the opportunity after the, after the second year I worked one more year of freelance and I did like 30 something events out of our 41 Bassmaster events. And that was, that was awesome. It was my first full year out of college. I was able to do the whole season on the road and travel around. And it was also the year I got married. I got later married. I got married later in 2016 and, uh, later in the season. And that was a transition as well. But within that career, those three years of being a freelancer was, was awesome. Learned a lot of different hustling. Like you got to hustle. Hustling is super important. And that's kind of the way I was wired. You know, I had the opportunity to hustle and it paid off and made more money or worked more events and showed how I could be useful in more ways. And then that led to a full-time gig. And that was when one day, I'll never forget it, Halloween. It's ironic. I'm shooting this podcast on Halloween 2019, but Halloween 2016, I got the phone call. I was fishing on Smith Lake. I'll never forget it, fishing on Smith Lake. Got the phone call. Hey, 
we're going to offer you a position either in Birmingham or Little Rock in the near future. Just hang tight, but just be thinking about it because when that time calls and they call you, you're going to need to make a decision. So to have that opportunity, now it's on my mind. I'm out there fishing with some friends trying to compete and just win a little fishing tournament we were having. And to get that, a life-changing call, I called my wife immediately and uh, she wasn't super excited about the idea of moving to Little Rock or something because she had never been here. She was born and raised in North Carolina, had lived other than college within 10 minutes of basically where she was born her whole life. So that would have been a big change. So super cool that I'm shooting this podcast and recording it uh, the day three years later of when I was offered uh, or when I was when I was approached about it. So super awesome. But then that, yeah, that led to 2017. And 2017 was when I made my move to Little Rock. So I made the move to Little Rock in 2017. And, you know, we, we started to get to work there. I basically took over the video page for Bassmaster.com and started to revamp that and organize that and working with folks in Birmingham, you know, remotely, being able to make sure everything was accounted for and organized. And it was a super cool process because I got to watch thousands of videos and see the history behind some of the content we've made and then and then putting it together organizing it into categories for people to be able to learn how to catch more fish and for people to enjoy the content that we put out from the live show over the last over the prior years and through GoPro videos and different different productions and our TV shows and whatnot. Being able to organize all those was pretty cool. That was a unique challenge uh that first year and and also getting to do Bassmaster Live, which which was kind of on my mind, but not like super for some reason I don't I don't know what the deal was but you know they're like yeah we want you to come work in Little Rock we want you to you know revamp the video page really own that and you know putting content up doing tip videos doing highlight videos doing whatever we got to do and I was super pumped about that and then it's almost like it was thrown in there's a little carrot oh yeah and you'll be you know you'll be the fourth person on you know on Bassmaster Live commentating with with Tommy Zona Such um, or Tommy Davy Such and myself at, at given times. So that was super cool. It was something that I was excited about. Uh, I love commentating. I love talking about fishing and sharing my thoughts and you know distributing those stats and those facts and the different interviews and knowing the anglers. I think that's been one of the most awesome aspects of working on Bassmaster Live is I you know there are very few anglers who are new to me. Because they've came through the open system, they've came through the college system, and I've covered them there, and I've learned their strengths and weaknesses, or their background, or cool little tidbits of info about them, and so that's really helped in our Bassmaster Live coverage, and I'm super excited to bring that to the table, and that's kind of progressed from there. The last the last three years of working there, I've kind of just felt like I've came into my own when it comes to Bassmaster Live and commentating and just being able to formulate sentences for seven straight hours because we have 30 minutes of Facebook Live basically in the morning uh, with prep and production. Then we have, you know, six hours of Bassmaster with with another 30-minute, you know, prep and production time of Facebook Live in the middle of the day. So basically seven hours of info and um, statements that we can put together. So... That's really made me feel comfortable 
And it's something I live for, you know, it's super tiring to wake up early in the morning and doing that and then doing it all day long and then prepping overnight, you know, interviewing people on the phone, talking to them about their day, getting a gauge of what the lake's even fishing like. Uh, and I love to do that. I'll call an angler before the event starts, kind of get a breakdown, you know, why, why sit there and act like I'm a professional guide on a lake that I've never been to. So use the best anglers in the world and call them get some info on the lake, how it's fishing, what the water temp's like, what the clarity's like, kind of the, I know what season they're in, and then to kind of just see what the info from practice and then when things change in the tournament, I can pick those up because we're sitting there watching them, uh, watching them happen. So that's been super cool, working with some childhood heroes, sitting there with Tommy Sanders, somebody I've looked up to and listened to for Bassmaster for years. When you see a Bassmaster TV show come on, if you don't hear Tommy Sanders' voice, something's wrong. Um, and then, so that's been super cool going through that progression, learning from some mentors and heroes of mine, like Mark Zona, like Tommy Sanders, commentary, commentating wise, and seeing how they do their jobs, laughing with them, having a good time with them, getting down to work and really, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone with them doing all those different things and and just couldn't ask for more consummate professionals to learn from and work with. So that's been really cool. Such is fun. He's always bringing different aspects of stuff. And as a newspaper reporter through his history, uh, he just has a different take on tournament fishing or how storylines are playing out, which is cool. Um, but really the biggest thing is working with people that care and that are good good human beings to be with. There are a lot of great editors and there are a lot of great people on the Bassmaster TV production staff that like I would hang out with them outside of work or if I didn't know them like these guys are really good people, you know, and and so when it translates to in the office and they don't mind giving me feedback or they help me when I ask a question or uh, things like that. They they give me a compliment when I do something well. It's super cool. And when, what the biggest thing that I've seen when you get to the to the production level that Bassmaster is is when I stepped foot in there. There's a bar and it's set, and you've got to meet that bar. You've got to work hard and you got to put in that effort. And so that that was a great transition from being freelance, where I had to push myself, be a self motivator and a self starter to do my job. So. When you get to a place where it's salary, but no one's comfortable, everyone's working hard to make it better. Bassmaster Live has been a thing for a few years, and they're still trying to improve it. And now, you know, three years of me being with the with the Bassmaster Live crew, and and five years total of Bassmaster Live going on, they continue to raise the bar, even if no one else was below us pushing the bar. You know that that's the cool thing. If there was no other live shows in the world about fishing, they would still be making all these changes and additions and trying to make their production better because at the end of the day we are storytellers and how you tell your story you don't have to tell the story the same way every single time you can get better at you see which story which part of the stories were boring which start part of the stories were great and continue to raise that bar so that's been super cool the last few years moving to little rock and you know outside of work uh i've really become to make little rock my home and that's that's one thing like work is Work is what this podcast will be about fishing. It'll be about other things. I love the sport of basketball. I love the Denver Nuggets is my favorite NBA team or my, or my favorite NBA team. The Arizona Cardinals are my favorite NFL team. Like I love those teams. I love those sports. And 
as a sports junkie to begin with, I love just covering anything or paying attention to it, seeing the intricacies of the sport and watching them. And so I love the sport of basketball. I love football, watching them and and rooting for a team or and just, just seeing the different businesses and how they operate compared to how like a professional fishing league or operates. So it's cool to see those differences and, and similarities, but this podcast will be about all of it. I mean, my job has been great. We'll cover that plenty. Um, but you know, basically we're winding down the, the end of my sixth year working with Bassmaster, which is incredible, but wanted to, uh, also include in this podcast, it's going to be, it's going to be faith-based as well. Uh, I know since moving to Little Rock, I said I've kind of helped make Little Rock my home. That's different to say all my family that I know lives in North Carolina, basically. Sarah's family is all from North Carolina, and uh, that's that's where our heart had been. I'm not going to say it's not there now, but it's cool to graduate from college, get married, do these different things, and to grow and to find a community of people we didn't know just a few years ago that are like some of our best friends or if not our best friends and we get to go on double dates with them or they've been married for the same amount of time as we have and that we get to share our marriages together and be able to you know see other people's struggles and and whatnot and their walk through faith as well so that's been a big part of little rock is moving moving here is finding that church community that we have at Emmanuel um that's our home church here in little rock seeing their effort of never settling, kind of pushing us to reach out to the community and expand even more and and be unafraid of sharing our faith. So it's cool to see uh, different characteristics of a successful work environment of never settling, always pushing, always being motivated, doing those things. And then you see like a, a church and a community of Christians pushing to make their communities better, pushing to reach out to people and being unafraid of it. That's the biggest thing is there'll be one of my topics I want to cover in the podcast is that just being unafraid to be judged. That's literally what, what happens so often these days is people don't do things or they're afraid to do things because they're afraid of being judged. That's part of it was like, I want to be, I want to have a perfect podcast. I want it to be great from the get go. I don't want to have an episode one. And then, and then it's got to get better after episode two, episode three has got to get better. I want it to be perfect off the get go. But I've realized that that's 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 dumb. If I'm not getting better each podcast, then I don't want to be on that same level playing field. If I'm if I'm doing great in my first podcast, that's awesome. But I want to do better than great in the next ones. I want to always be better. So um, people are afraid to do because they're afraid to get judged, and so kind of just got tired of myself. And I'm like, I'm not gonna just sit here and be judged. Um, and worry about that. Um, I've never, never been really one that's cared about what people have thought of him because I know there'll be plenty of people in life that'll care about you, plenty of people that won't care about you, there'll be people who will hate you, people who will love you. So take me as I am. Let's just do this podcast and go. So it's going to be about fishing. It's going to be about my life experience. It's going to be about faith. It's going to be about other things going on in life. So Super cool coming up uh, with the podcast, but one story, I'm going to leave you with one story that's been super awesome to see come to life, and it has to do with the Bassmaster Classic. In 2010, I was with my dad, and we went down to Birmingham, Alabama, and this kind of ties in with Tommy Sanders, with Mark Zona being mentors and heroes, and now like working with them 
on a tournament basis like super humbling it's an honor and it's it's really cool to to work with your heroes and so as a as a 15 year old kid i believe or i think i think i was 15 i can't remember i'm getting too old yeah 9 years ago roughly i was 16 15 16 something like that i think i don't know um but as like a 16 year old kid we went to alabama uh, we went to Birmingham to watch the Lay Lake Bassmaster Classic, and that was the iconic one. Every angler in Beeswax Creek, that was the creek to be in. If you left Beeswax, you were doing yourself a <laughs> – you weren't doing the tournament justice. You were probably going to be losing. And so you have uh, so many contenders in Beeswax. Kevin Van Dam won that classic under the bridge, and then you have Mike Iconelli, Todd Faircloth, Russ Lane, um, Jeff Crete so many people in that creek right there uh, at, at Beeswax where the takeoff was. So I got to experience that out on the water. We we went out and followed people around and was checking that out as a fan. And then we obviously went to Birmingham and watched weigh-ins. And after one of the weigh-ins was done, they used to do the Bassmaster like cut to the ESPN immediately. Like, and there you have it, the final weigh-in. Kevin Van Dam's your winner, and it was on ESPN that night, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever it was on ESPN. And so that was super cool to see that go down. But in Birmingham, which is where the 50th Classic is in 2020, so that'll be a full circle deal for me. It'll be my second Classic I've done in Birmingham. My first ever Classic I worked uh, was in Birmingham as well, the Gunnersville Classic in 2014. So it's all going down in Birmingham, and outside of the arena, they have kind of like this amphitheater-type concrete you know, staircase type setting and Tommy and Zona and the crew were all set up there in their, you know, in our Bassmaster live booth, but it was, it wasn't live back then, but it was in the, you know, the Bassmaster hooked up stage, I believe. And, uh, they're sitting there doing the recap of the event right there. And everyone's kind of gathered around the fence watching and me and my dad are sitting there watching and I remember everyone started filtering out, lights turning off, Tommy's on unmiking, all these different things happening. And we waited around long enough that we were like some of the only people left. And Tommy and Zona walked out and we waved them over and we got to, I got to meet Tommy and Zona and introduce myself. And my dad was there and he was the one teaching me patience to stay at the fence and everything. And so it was cool to sit there and meet him. But I remember shaking Zona's hand and I was like, Mr. Zona, uh, or Mr. Mark, I want to be on your show one day. That would be so cool if I could be on your show one day. And you know, Zona did one of those statements that somebody who's popular that gets a lot of responses like that. He's like, oh, just keep working hard. You never know, man. It might happen one day. And, you know, I'd look forward to that day if it does happen. And like, just keep working hard. You know, you, you, you obviously love fishing, blah, blah, blah. So something that a lot of kids probably hear, but that, kind of fired me up, you know, like that's, I'm a goal oriented person. And it was one of those things that subliminally, like I wasn't thinking, I didn't write it on my, on my dresser and look at it every day or something, but that was always a goal. Like that would be super cool to be on a show with Mark Zona. And then fast forward to when Zona calls me one day and is like, Hey, you want to do Zona live? You know, you're going to answer some questions uh, or ask us some questions from fans and then you're going to take some photos and you'll be a part of the show as kind of like the facilitator of different questions and things. And I'm like, wow, I just made it. I just did it. I've been working with Bassmaster for five years or four years or something and I just made it. 
Mark Zona just asked me to come and work one of his shows. And uh, I looked at Zona and I got to tell him that in person one day. I was like, I was one of those kids that you were like, if you work hard enough, you'll be on the show one day with me. And and here we go, accomplishing that goal. And super cool as well, seeing Tommy and meeting him. And then a few years later, being in the college championship in North Georgia and, and Lake Chattoog and, and having Tommy there at the takeoff and meeting him again and saying hey to him and then you know the next year getting hired to to work and and be beside him on Bassmaster Live so that's super cool uh to have had those interactions before and then to uh put them into your own you know career in your life so super cool story of kind of what motivated me to be goal oriented to accomplish some of those things and just some little special things that have already happened early on in my career with some of my my mentors so with that being said, I feel like we've covered who Ronnie Moore is from from a career standard, how I got to where I'm at now. And so I hope you guys enjoyed episode one. Episode two's, I don't know what it'll be about, but I want to keep the episodes coming. I want to keep myself honest. I better keep doing these things. And so I look forward to feedback from this, but I figured we'd set the stage, know who I am, how I got to where I'm at. That hard work is a real thing and that, you know, if you if you work hard enough and prepare, opportunity will come its way and then that's when you can get lucky and that's when uh, things will happen uh, that you, when you least expect it. But I don't I don't think it's necessarily uncontrollable luck, but but you could put luck in your favor for sure. So that's how Ronnie Moore got to be uh, at Bassmaster and how I got to be where I'm at now. And so. It's a super, super cool story for me. And, and what's crazy is I'm 26 years old. And this is my sixth year working with Bassmaster. Like when it comes down to it, like four more years, if I'm lucky enough to work here that long, you know, I, that's in the plans for sure. But like I'll be going on a decade working with a company before I turn 30. That's crazy. So super awesome to be in this position, working a dream job and dream career with an organization that I've, I've had a sticker on their truck, on my truck. For as long as I've been driving and my parents have had a sticker, that bass logo on their car for as long as they've been uh, into fishing. And so something that's gone full circle from being a fan to tending things in person to getting the opportunity and then to making some my own goals and dreams come true, uh, just being at the right place at the right time. So there we go. Episode one of the yet-to-be-named podcast. Um, That's my early story. So hope you guys subscribe, like it, give me some ideas for the next couple podcasts and we will try to accomplish them. I'd love to get some feedback on this, but um, I obviously know it's not going to happen overnight. So hope you guys enjoyed it. That's a, a kind of a long story short, but long story kind of long, but I think it's really important for you guys to get to know who I am so that you can see where I'm coming from. But there we go. I enjoyed it. Follow along on social media, I'm Instagram, Ronnie Moore Bass. Facebook, Ronnie Moore Bass. Twitter, Ronnie Moore Bass. Even on Mixer, live streaming video games, Ronnie Moore Bass. But we'll catch you in the next one.